I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wiley from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Breaknell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kedinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiperstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK and you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to yet another edition of Run with Coach Parry. I'm Brad Brown. It's awesome to have you with us. And uh, thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. If you are enjoying it, we'd love it if you left us a review and a rating on iTunes. It just helps us uh, get in front of more people into more ear holes, so to speak. And uh, the more people listening to the podcast, the more we can help. And uh, we've got uh, another guest on the podcast that we're going to see if we can uh, help improve their athletic performance. Uh, And it's not just running today. We're going to be talking a little bit of triathlon too. And uh, as always, the coach joins us, Lindsay Perry. Lindsay, nice to catch up once again. Yeah, awesome, Brad. Uh, very excited with this call. Um, you know, running was always my first love, call it that. Uh, but triathlon is what brought me back to coaching. So I've, I've always got a, a soft spot for triathlon and speaking all things triathlon. So this is going to be a cool call. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a huge welcome onto to the podcast. There's not a South African accent. Uh, Michael Aikman. Michael, welcome on to, on to Run. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Michael, just a little bit about your background. Uh, that is, uh, I believe it's an American accent, but uh, you're not currently living in, in the States. You're living in, uh, in Kuwait, I believe. Oh, my history is too complex. So I'm a Canadian originally. <laughs> uh, I've lived in the Middle East for 13 years, Russia for a year. I have a house in Houston. I have a house in Brazil where my wife is from. So I don't think I'm a citizen of any one country anymore. I was going to say you're a citizen of the world, it sounds like it. But uh, you, you're lucky enough to be able to, to travel quite a bit and, uh, and get to do races pretty much uh, around, the, around the globe. You've, you've done some pretty cool races, including, including Comrades. You, you get to do some, some Ironman races around the planet too. It's, uh, I guess living, living in, in the Middle East, it's, uh, as far as the globe perspective goes, it's almost smack bang in the middle and you can pick and choose where you want to go. Yeah, it really has been a blessing to uh, be given a great opportunity just to, you know, see different cultures, participate in different events and, uh, uh, yeah, get to combine the best of many different worlds. Tell us a little bit about your athletic endeavors. What, uh, what are you into? What sort of stuff do you do? How long have you been doing it? Where did it all start? Okay, it started... Uh, I guess uh, in high school, I was a rugby player, and um, I uh, severely tore my ankle, um, and that put me out of a whole lot of running for probably about 20 years or so. And then um, I got back into in 2009 after playing around with form, based upon you know reading that great book, Born to Run, which I'm sure we've all read, and um, found that uh, by having the proper form, you know, placed my foot underneath my center of gravity i could actually get back into running so i went from being able to run a painful two kilometers and to being able to run marathons and ultra marathons and uh so since 2009 i've been uh, running quite a few marathons probably about four or five a year i started commerce in 2011 and in 2012 i added in uh, triathlon as well so uh, i had a uh, a sprain uh, coming into commerce 2012 so i had to take the time out and i for recovery went and bought a bike and uh that's where I got into a little bit more of the uh, Ironman uh, uh, events. So um, 
I guess that's a good enough introduction. Eh? Yeah. I was going to say, and you, you've been sucked into the, the Ironman uh, racing culture in, in a big way. It's uh, You're obviously very passionate about it, and uh, we're going to touch on, on a bit of that today. I'm going to hand you over to the coach now. Lindsay, uh, an exciting call. I mean, Michael's got a, a very diverse sporting background, and uh, yeah, someone, someone that's pretty cool to work with. Yeah. So, Michael, I'm not going to spend too much time talking up front. I mean, the, the point really is, for you to ask me questions and and get out of this call what you need out of the call. Uh, just uh, the comments, the brief comment that I have is that you really are a, a good runner. Um, you know, a best time of three hours fifteen for marathon, uh, which is in a year that that takes in quite a lot of marathons, ultra marathons, and Ironman distance races. So you know, we can safely say that that's not your best possible marathon um so i would be interested to to hear then what is your you know, what what sort of marathons you are running uh, off a, a bike at, at ironman um and then just based a little bit on your comment uh and around getting better um or how to make yourself get off the bike in a, in a better position for running yeah i'm sure you've got a couple of, of specific questions to ask me and then uh, i'll cover that possibly in more general terms towards the end of the call. Sure. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, yeah, my best marathon time was uh, three hours, two minutes and 32 seconds uh, some time ago. That's when uh, that was my only focus and okay. basically two yeah. events per year. So, um, you know, the 315 to 330, that's more of a relaxed pace where yes. uh, within two days I can get back into uh, some pretty decent training. So, um uh, the the issue on the triathlon uh, again. I'm trying to improve that. I, I came close to breaking 12 hours this past time round. What I want to do is get it down to 11:30 or so, or better if I can. And uh, I know that a lot of it is being uh, driven by the swim, where, where my best swim time ever was an hour 20 minutes. So I, if I can take that down to an hour 10, uh, that'd be great. But I'm sort of stagnant between an hour 20 and an hour 30 for the 3.8 kilometer swim. And then on the bike, I can do about six hours plus or minus uh, five or 10 minutes. So if I could take that down to five hours and 40 minutes, five hours and 30 minutes, fantastic, but without compromising the run performance. I like to keep the run locked in at around three hours and 50 minutes for the marathon. So the whole thing is, you know, to transition everything fluidly into a good run and finish the day at about 11 and a half hours. That's sort of my next goal. And uh, I've got an event lined up in in uh, September a race where I've already run it before back in 2014. So I'm familiar with it. I'd like to have a great performance there if I can. Cool. Okay. So look, I guess the bad news on the swimming front is that <laughs> that swimming, you have to put in a huge amount of effort for comparatively little gain. Okay. So, so there are, there are, two areas where you can focus on uh, to improve the swimming. One is looking at the stroke, stroke mechanics, um, building in lots of drills into your, um, your swimming program so that you can improve your, your in particular body position in the water and the reduction of drag. Yeah, so that is quite an important. And because we do so much cardiovascular exercise around preparing for triathlon even in if it means in the short term compromising a little bit on your swimming fitness it's 
it's something that's that's needs to be done, particularly if you want to in, improve your your swimming. Because otherwise, what will happen is you will spend a lot more time or invest more time into the swimming, which normally needs to come from somewhere else. So you start to compromise other parts of your Ironman performance. You get fitter, but you don't necessarily get faster. So in the end, it still often works because it means that you come out of the water in an hour 20, but a lot fresher because you, you're using a lot less um, energy. But because you, you're still not more efficient in the water, you're still fighting against all those the, the drag and the poor mechanics. So in other words, you, 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 you just can't swim faster although you can swim that speed at, at slightly lower effort. So the, the, the long-term fix for it is to incorporate loads of swimming drills, um, starting with very basic uh, one-arm pool type of drills, uh, moving into more complex um, skull type of drills, and then doing uh, your sort of side-on, um, I call them as a guy, almost like you, you, you're carrying a, a spear above the water, those kind of drills which, which really strengthen your, your body position in the water and, um, and allow you to use your legs more effectively to maintain your, your balance and slipstream position in the water. Um, and the shorter term fix is actually to get a swim coach that will work specifically on your stroke. Um, and typically why I find this doesn't work that well is because People will go to a specialist, they'll see them, they'll get advice, and you need to fix these 12 things, and you go off, and it's very confusing to fix 12 things in one go. So you need to fix one or two things, and when those things are, are fixed, then you fix the next two or three things, and you fix the next two or three things. And when you, when you do it like that, then over the course of, of three to six weeks, you can make enormous improvements in your swimming okay so that that is the route to take for for your swimming it's it's unless you're a really good swimming it's very seldom um around yeah it's very seldom a physiological issue um obviously if you're a good swimmer then we can talk to the actual trainer um moving on to the cycling look there's always two ways for me to work on on cycling and that is if your run look in, in in olympic distance triathlon we have to be a bit more forgiving but in olympic distance triathlon if your run off the bike is less than seven percent slower than your 10k run then typically we don't want to interfere with run with with the the run off the bike so to speak or or with your bike too much because it means that you're coming off the bike uh, with legs that are in a pretty good place for for running. So if we do some maths quickly, you doing around 315 to 350 on a, a fairly easy marathon. Um, so, so you're actually pretty much where you want to be. Um, so in terms of that, your marathon isn't too bad. I mean, you, you could possibly get yourself five or six minutes um, on the run. But in, in actual fact, your, your run performance in the in the um, Ironman is is mirroring your run performance in the rest. So so that is quite good. So that also means that 
for you to get the time you're looking for on the bike, we really do need to turn you into a better cyclist. Um, because if we turn you into a better cyclist, you're actually pacing yourself quite well at the moment. So your, your race management looks to me pretty good because uh, that was the other place I wanted to go to because that's, that's always nice when, when people are messing that up because then we can find some what we call free time in there. Um, so your race management is pretty good. So, so that does mean that we need to get down to, to um, improving you as a, a cyclist. Now, your, your aerobic condition is, is clearly quite good and strong. You're running 315 marathon. You're able to train normally uh, two days or so later um, you know, quite well. So your aerobic is in a good place. So what that really means is that we need to get you more power on the bike so we make you a stronger athlete so that when you tap into that very strong aerobic capacity that you've got, you will then be able to maintain that slightly higher power over a, a longer period of time. And to do that, I follow three phases in training. So once you've, you've settled on this, the goal, when or, well, I mean, you have, you've got your race, um, and you're confident that your, your aerobic prep is, is really where it needs to be, and we are, you work back about 12 to 16 weeks from your, um, your planned race, and you literally split that up into four-week blocks, where for three weeks, you'll work particularly hard on your bike strength. So that'll be doing heel repeats using a low RPM. So you're effectively doing gym on your bike. You then go into a week of recovery. You come out of that week, and you then do longer um, intervals, which will be in the region of eight to 15 minute intervals where you'll do between three and six of those. You'll have to judge a little bit. It firstly depends on your time availability and, and uh, secondly, exactly where your, your condition is for three weeks and then go into a recovery week. Then we, we push into three weeks of dropping those uh, intervals down to five to eight minute intervals. And then we move into the final, um, four-week block, which is where you'll be starting to, to taper, and then we'll push you into two to five-minute intervals on the bike. So uh, probably around about an hour's worth of intervals. So you you, you um, looking at, if you're doing two-minute pieces, we typically do about 20 repeats of that. If you're doing five-minute pieces, we'll typically do eight to, to 12 um, of those. Um, and carrying on still with your normal aerobic stuff, your long, your longer, easier stuff in between. But those one session a week of really pushing that, that up will then allow you to get into race day where you can go uh, close to half an hour, uh, well, maybe not half an hour, but 10 to 15 minutes quicker on the bike, but still be able to pull off that 345 to 350 run. Okay. And uh, if you live in a place where you don't have any hills, or uh, can you substitute that with uh, indoor spin classes focused on power? Absolutely. Um, look, if you if you've got access to um, a, a proper indoor erg, then you can quite successfully substitute that. Otherwise, uh, you know, on an actual spinning class, you would put it onto a pretty high resistance, so that you have to push hard. 
um, and maintain an RPM. When you're doing the, the strength phase, your, your RPM you want to maintain is 60 to 65. 60 to 65, okay. Yeah, so it's it's really grinding out work. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's literally like pushing a weight while you're on a bicycle. Yeah, I've got one of those uh, indoor uh, fluid uh, uh, yes. trainers, and so there's no uh, set on it, but as it warms up, it, the fluid becomes more difficult to move, and yeah, after five or ten minutes, it'll be, uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Any uh, slightly more specific, uh, more specific questions um, that you've got? Uh, those are the main ones. So what I get out of it is uh, for the swimming, I do a lot of drills. In the past, I just basically would go, do a very minimal amount of drills uh, yeah. and just go for a lot of distance, like go and swim three kilometers in a session twice a week. So that has to change. So instead of doing that, maybe one long swim and then two sessions of shorter duration with drills in them, right? Yeah, that that's that would be great. And look, you'll feel you'll feel when those drills are really starting to, to have an effect. Um, as you start to move through the water easier, stronger, you you feel you've got contact with the water for for longer. Um, and when that starts to happen, then you can you keep some drills, but you can reduce the number of of uh, drills, uh, and then you can start increasing that uh, cardiovascular component again. Okay, because I went with uh, this total immersion program um, a couple of years ago, and it seemed to do a lot of benefit in terms of being able to sustain the you know, the pace that I was able to hold for the full distance. But like I said, stagnated at a slower speed. Should I continue yeah. with some of these the um, form that they yes. promote in total yes. immersion? Is that a good is that a good program to follow? Yeah, it is a good program. Look, it, it does. It, I mean, as with all things, there there are um, one or two things that that swim coaches don't feel that good. But one of the look, it definitely works. It definitely improves swimming. But it's something you've got to keep. You've got to keep at it. So as I said, once you start to swim better, you want to keep some aspects of those drills and and the things that they teach, uh, because quickly. Not well, not quickly, but slowly over time we will erode and and start going back to type. So you need to keep reinforcing with small amounts of of these these drills to keep you at, at the very least in a, in a good place. So it is a good program. People improve markedly when they they go on on um, uh, total immersion. So yes, I can I can recommend that. Um, there are one or two others that are also good. Uh, but the, one of the good things about it is that you actually have the training videos. You can see how the drills are supposed to be done. You can film yourself and see how you're measuring up compared to how the drills are being done. So those are big positives. Okay, fantastic. Cool stuff. Michael, as, as far as sort of one-on-one -on -one coaching, are you, are you following specific programs or have you, you sort of figured this out for yourself and, and, and just doing your own sort of thing? I basically... Uh pull in um, as much information I can, try it out, test it out, and uh, I'd say it's sort of now become an amalgam of a whole bunch of different things that I've picked up from different places. But if I had to put the core of it, uh, for running anyways, the core would be uh, um, based upon, you know, the Danny Dreyer or uh, um, Joe Freelay's uh, um, evolution running. So that's that actually is what got me back into running because before I would be a heel striker and that just 
made my ankle uh, shoot with pain from the, my rugby injury. But uh, so, not, like I said, now when I've adapted to the total, uh, the evolution running or uh, Kai running, if you want to call it that, then that seems to be good. But I've added in different components. Uh, um, big one was nutrition, trying to play around with nutrition and, uh, and figure out what works for me. Uh, for cycling, is just talking to a lot of guys that I cycle with and and trying to figure out, okay, things like, you know, the hot spots on the feet, what, what, how do you figure that out, and then just play around the cleat position. So for training, yeah, I, I, I guess I just sort of blend a whole bunch of things together, but try things out. If it works, keep at it. If it doesn't work, drop it. Sounds good. Lindsay, anything else from yours, uh, your side before we before we wrap things up? No, look, I, I think um, I think Michael's got a lot of the basics in place, uh, and I, I guess that's why he has been pretty um, successful up until now. Um, and I think that with those two, which are actually not major changes, um, I think he really can go. 11,500 and possibly a little bit beyond. But, you know, for me, again, there may be some things that a personal coach could adjust in terms of the balance better. But on the face of it, when we look at how well he runs off the bike, um, he really is far enough down the, the right track that um, the only thing that I, uh, I must warn you about, Mark, is that when you add in those power components, you do need to be mindful about how is it going to, um, upset the balance of your week. So take note of how you are recovering. Don't let yourself get pushed into too dark a hole. And I know I said three weeks and then a, a week of recovery, but you know if it needs to be two weeks and a week of recovery, just make those little small adjustments so that you don't take all the good work you've done now and push yourself into a, a hole where you literally just knack it all the time because that's, that's not going to help you improve. That's going to make you worse. Sounds great. Awesome stuff. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being in touch. Thanks for being a part of the, the Coach Perry online community as well. Uh, we really appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, for your time today. Best of luck. And, uh, yeah, stay in touch and hop into the forums. Let us know how you're going. If you've got any questions, just uh, pop them through there. Sounds great.